Blog Talk Radio. Time with Pastor Steph. Good morning, good morning, rise and shine. You're on with the due time with Pastor Steph. How are you this morning? That's what I like to hear, that's what I like to hear. For this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. Where were you yesterday? Ah, yesterday was Wow Wednesday. I started off with our girlfriend and her socially conscious segment. And this is talked about the Eagle team that they are putting together over at the MTA here in New York. Wow. This bank evasion has gotten to be quite out of hand. And now they're going to uh, start shuffling around. Some of these MTA workers, well, primarily the ones who are working in the token booth. Yes, they are going to be reassigned to walk around and help riders feel safe and give them assistance. Not only that, they will be like, ah, little toy cops. They are going to be responsible for sounding the alarm anything that is going wrong in the train station door on the street at the bus stop. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Now, you know, those of us who know about the MTA and uh, the direction it's been going in in more recent months or uh, years, uh, we don't know how safe that's going to be. We don't know how safe that's going to be. Okay, so prayers up for the MTA workers. Wow. Uh, Vivian also talked about the toddlers who have fallen out of the windows, primarily one who fell out the New York housing um, window, and the window guards were removed. Yep. When they went to the apartment, there were window guards. When they went through to inspect, the window guards were there. But uh, when the baby fell out the window, the window guards were subsequently missing. Now, parents, we know you may want to put your head out the window or 
you know, whatever it is that you want to do where the window guards may be in the way, but uh, they are there for safety reasons. And we see why. And we see why. Listen, don't remove the guards. It may cost your baby its life. Okay? Well, we also talked about uh, Ralph, who is 16 years old, going to pick up his brother and unfortunately knocked at the wrong house. Yes, rang the wrong bell. And the 84-year-old resident took the stand-your-ground law and went with it. Oh, unfortunately, little Ralph was shot in the head and the arm, but thank God was able to flee from the house. Uh, before completely being murdered. Yeah, so now, uh, this 84-year-old man just might walk on that same thing, the ground law, that says as long as you feel like you're in danger, uh, you may have an argument as to why you needed to shoot somebody. So yet again, we're going to uh, pray that... mm, you know, yeah, you may have been 84 years old, but, you know, that big black man theory, that's not going to keep on getting you out and off. So we hope to get some justice that's done, and this law does not eliminate the due process of paying for our actions. Okay? Well... The ladies spoke a little more, and they answered the question, what has God been teaching you lately? Mm. And subsequently, mm, there was another question. Well, you're going to have to go back and listen. Yes, because uh, we got some really good responses. To that question And we know We took a little shift yesterday Gave the ladies a chance to kind of Express themselves And as always They did a fine job We can't go wrong We can't go wrong with the women of worship Okay Well We could not finish a Wednesday properly if we did not get that faith over fear segment with our pastor, Charlotte Beard. And, uh, ooh, nice, nice topping to our morning presentation. Okay? And that's how we spent our Wednesday. Well, today, Therapeutic Thursday. Yesterday, we talked about our health. Whether it's our emotional health, mental health, physical health, spiritual health, financial health, something, something that's got something to do with your health. And we've got a treat for you this morning. We've got a double dose of one of our segments, and I think you're going to really enjoy it. So stay tuned. As the morning progresses, you'll get a treat. Okay? All righty. Well, 
we're going to give you an opportunity to go get that healthy breakfast. We're going to give you an opportunity to go tell somebody that HD time with Pastor Steph is on and whatever you do. Make sure you go nowhere because we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Dr. Dave Thompson, and this is my dog, Ellie. The most common disease in dogs and cats in America is a gum infection known as periodontal disease. Untreated, it shortens their lives, causes pain they can't tell us about. Just like people, pets need a professional dental cleaning at least once a year, beginning at one year of age. To learn more, go to ahna.net. See your veterinarian to begin a dental care program for your pet, and your pet will thank you by living longer and being more comfortable. Good morning, good morning, and good morning again. Welcome back to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. And today is Therapeutic Thursday. Yes, the day we discuss our health in many different shapes, forms, and fashions. Giving God thanks for just ushering us into this side of the week, you know, and you've done so, so graciously. And, I mean, how can we say thank you to God for another opportunity to get it right? Yeah. Every day that we spend here on earth is another chance God is giving us to get this thing called the walk with Christ done better. Yes, there's always room for Do a little better today. Alrighty. Well, we got our health tip, and you know. To get your pens and papers out, because I don't want you to miss a thing. Okay? All righty. So, what are we talking about today? Now, you know, whenever we get these lists of the foods and, you know, that's beneficial to us and, you know, what to stay away from and, you know, what what helps us with our heart disease or to prevent us from getting heart disease. I mean, we we get all kinds of lists here on It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. And one of the things that's always on our list is salmon. And, you know, they tell us about how great 
omega-3 fish oil is and how it's so great for our bodies. And uh, hmm, I stumbled across something in my experience. And I was talking to my sister. And we were talking about, you know, some of the things that we need to take because we are both ill. (laughs) You know, we both have illnesses and all of the things that, you know, we can take to aid our bodies and help to make us, you know, a little healthier here or there. And she brought up cod liver oil. And we talked about how beneficial the cod liver oil had been to us. Yeah, we were very healthy um, kids and adults, young adults, <laughs> that is. And we talked about how we never got ill. And not only that, but our children. You know, there's five children between the three of us. And the fact that, you know, three of them are made like cast iron. <laughs> never get sick. Two of them belong to me, you know, through the COVID um, pandemic. The three of them never got anything. And two of them were out all the time, all the time. I had a daughter who worked um, through the pandemic. She was at work almost every day and she never got COVID, never. I have a, a nephew who never got COVID. Two of them out of all of the grandchildren never got sick. And no, as a matter of fact, neither did my niece. So, yeah, like, I think, yeah. So pretty much the the majority of them never got sick. Well, you know, our children weren't born years ago like these kids now. Allergies here. When they're born, they got to go to an allergist. Well, what kind of bodies these kids got? Well, the cod liver oil, you know, that grandma used to give us really kept us healthy. And again, whenever we're talking about these lists on the due time with Pastor Steph, that, you know, the benefits of this and the benefits of that, omega-3s always come up on this list. So I was like, oh, yeah, you know, it's always on the list. I can take the cod liver oil. So I ordered some cod liver oil liquid, and I ordered the cod liver oil tablet. So, you know, I was like, well, you know, I'll double down on this. Well, my body had another voice. Yeah, because I was noticing some stuff was going down. And I'm like, well, I wasn't like this before. So last night, Something said, you know what, look this thing up. Well, one of the first things I want to tell you is the tablets are gel caps. And I look at the label and lo and behold, gelatin. So I was like, oh, man, because we are anti-pork eaters, according to the word of God. We don't eat pork. And lo and behold, when I looked it up, it said, yes, that gelatin that's in those gel caps are pork. Now, how do you give me healthy omega-3s, but you taste it with pork? I don't get it. 
but they do. And so I had to, like, I have to throw them in the garbage. I have to throw them in the garbage. So that was something that was a downer. Um, but also, I'm like, well, maybe doubling up is messing my stomach up. And sure enough, there was some stuff that came up. And I was like, wait a minute, I don't have my my uh, health tip for Thursday morning. So guess what? Get those pens and papers out. Because we're going to talk about too much fish oil. Yes. And the side effects that can occur. Well, I'm telling you, I did. Um, I did experience a couple of side effects. And when I looked at the first thing, I was like, oh, no. This, and I noticed, I'm telling you, I noticed some. That's why I tell you, know your body. Because the first thing I noticed was, uh, you know, for a couple of uh, days, I didn't take my high, uh, my sugar mag. And I noticed that although I wasn't really eating things with a high content of sugar, my, I noticed I was drinking more water. I noticed I started going in the bathroom. Well, one of the side effects to the fish oil is high blood sugar. Well, I don't need high blood sugar because I already have high blood sugar. So, oh boy, that's not going to be a good thing. Okay. They say that a study shows that eight grams of omega-3 fatty acids per day led to a 22% increase in blood sugar levels in people with type 2 diabetes over an eight-week period. Well, I, it didn't take me eight days. Forget about eight weeks. That's why I say know your body because I felt it. I'm telling you, I, I was like, why? Now, I, like I said, I, I slipped up and I didn't take the meds, and I immediately felt the difference. Now, probably had I been taking my meds, I wouldn't have felt it so quickly. Okay, and they say this is because large doses of omega 3s can stimulate the production of glucose, which can contribute to high levels of long term blood sugar levels. So, no, we can't do it both. You can't double down on your omega 3s if you have. Um, High sugar levels, type two diabetes, type one diabetes, diabetes period. Okay, so uh, you have that. That's a possibility. Now remember, these are only potential side effects. Everybody will not experience the same thing. Okay, so remember, taking high doses of omega three fatty acids can stimulate glucose production, which may lead to increased blood sugar. All righty. Number two, one of the other side effects to an increased omega-3 intake, bleeding gums and nosebleeds, they say are two of the hallmark side effects of consumption. Okay. So they say 
One study in 56 people found that supplementing with 640 milligrams of fish oil per day over a four-week period decreased blood clotting in healthy adults. Okay? They say additionally, another small study showed that taking fish oil may be linked to a higher risk of nosebleed, reporting that 72% of adolescents taking one to five grams of fish oil daily experience nosebleeds as a side effect. Okay? And they say that um, it's often advised to stop taking fish oil prior to surgery and to talk to your doctor before taking supplements if you're on blood thinners like warfarin, okay? All right. That's what happens when we get older. They, they give us that warfarin um, as blood thinners, okay? All righty. Three, low blood pressure, Okay. Fish oil's capacity to lower blood pressure is well documented. They say one study of 90 people on dialysis found that taking 3 grams of omega-3 fatty acids per day significantly decreased both systolic and diastolic blood pressure compared to a placebo. Okay? So they say that... um, Some people taking fish oil can effectively lower your blood pressure, especially for those with high blood pressure or high cholesterol levels, okay? And they're saying while this can be uh, beneficial, especially for people with high blood pressure or high cholesterol, it can cause serious problems for those who have low blood pressure, okay? So they say, check this out. Fish oil may also interact with blood pressure lowering medication. So it's important to discuss supplements with your doctor if you're receiving treatment for high blood pressure. Another thing I had to pay attention to because I do take a blood pressure med, but not for blood pressure. Yes, it's kind of combined with a kidney, um, you know, when you have, um, what do you call it? Diabetes. Sometimes your doctors will give you meds to cover your kidneys. And this particular med doubled as a high blood pressure med. Okay, so got to watch what you're taking. Four, diarrhea. Okay, they say diarrhea is most common, uh, a most common side effect associated with taking fish oil and may be especially prevalent while taking high doses. So I told you, I started noticing some difference and I'm like, hey, 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 this wasn't happening before. So they say another side effect from taking um, uh, let's see, um, Let's see. Let me make sure. I want to make sure I get this right. They're saying that you may get symptoms of flatulence. 
Okay, that means like a high level of gas in your stomach. And yes, I noticed I was very, very, very um, uh, gassy. Yes, very gassy. So this is something else that I noticed. Okay, so they say flax seed oil is a vegetarian alternative to fish oil. Okay, but has been shown to have a laxative effect and may increase bowel movement frequency. Okay, so whew, either way, that might be sending you to the bathroom. Okay, all right, what else are we talking about? Acid reflux, number five. So they say, although fish oil is known for its powerful effects on heart health, many people report feeling heartburn after starting a fish oil supplement. Okay. So they say, excuse me, acid reflux symptoms include belching, nausea, stomach discomfort. Those are very common when you're taking um, fish oil at a high content level. So it may mess with your digestion. So they say sticking to a moderate dose and taking supplements with meals can often effectively reduce acid reflux and relieve those symptoms. Okay. Woo. Number six, a stroke. Okay. So they say that hemorrhagic Stroke is a condition characterized by bleeding in the brain, usually caused by the rupture of weakened blood vessels. And they say a study in animals shows that a high intake of omega-3 fatty acids could decrease the blood's ability to clot. Remember, we were talking about that a little while ago um, as a possible side effect of thinning of the blood. And that might increase the risk of this type of stroke. They say it's consistent with other research showing that fish oil could inhibit blood clot formation, as we just talked about. So, you know, this is one of the side effects, possibly, for the high dosage of omega-3 fatty acids. Okay, number seven, vitamin A toxicity. Okay, and uh, yes, that was one of the things that was on the bottle that is really focused on an increase of vitamin A. So they're saying that omega-3 fatty acid supplements are high in vitamin A, which can be toxic if taken in large amounts. Here we go. They said, for example, one teaspoon of cod liver oil can fulfill up to 270% of your daily vitamin A needs in one serving. Okay? So they say vitamin A toxicity can cause side effects such as dizziness, nausea, joint pain, and skin irritation. And if anybody knows Pastor Steph, I don't need any additional joint pain. No, sorry. They say over a long term, 
It could also lead to liver damage and maybe even liver failure. Alrighty. Woo! And one of the last um, pieces of information as to a possible side effect of taking too much omega-3 fatty acids, insomnia. Okay. They say that one study of 395 children showed that taking 600 milligrams of omega-3 fatty acids for 16 weeks daily helped to improve their sleep quality. But in some cases, taking too much may actually interfere with your level of sleep. All right? So if you notice that that's one of the things that has happened to you, now that you're taking those omega-3 fatty acids, you have insomnia, or they say it can produce anxiety for people who have had depression in the past. So, you know, we want to do that omega-3 fatty acids, but you don't want to overdo it and... You know, just double check and make sure that you don't double up like Pastor Steph. And uh, know your body. Know your body. Okay? So they say the recommended uh, uh, intake is at least 250 to 500 milligrams of omega-3 fatty acids per day. Anything more than that? may be too high okay so be careful when we start taking these supplements because it just might not work okay Alrighty. well today is therapeutic thursday and we're going to shift gear a little bit and we're going to double down on hearing from our men this month and we have a friend to the show yes our pastor James <laughs> our pastor James uh, is on with us and you know what why was I getting ready to say the doctor's name mm. okay so let me make sure I, I say this right the pastor James Patterson. Now, we had Pastor James on with us with our girlfriend, Amy. Amy Patterson is a long the show. Amy was back with us, woo, way in the beginning in 2017. She did a segment of praying for my husband, blankety blank. I don't remember what her segment was, but she then came back with Pastor James, and she did a segment of the relationship clinic. And then we had our Amy on with us. Ooh, Lady Amy came on with our virtual, and she came back when we did the segment with our grandmas. Remember? Mm. So they are definitely a power couple. So when God gave me the praying for my wife, I decided, let me check out my friend, Pastor James. And I want to say good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. Pastor James, how are you today? 
I am doing well, excited about the program, and um, I hear you are doing well. You sound very vigorous this morning. <laughs> Thank you, Pastor Jane. I am doing well. Thank God. And I'm doing even better because you're up early with Alabama and you are behind us an hour. So I so appreciate you joining us this morning. You know, from the moment I reached out to you, you were immediately like, yes. So there's been a level of excitement. Why don't you tell everybody who Pastor James Patterson is? All right. Uh well, uh, like my name, I am uh, the famous author of um, several books and movies and uh, <laughs> got multiple millions of – oh, wait, 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 wait. That's not me. That's not me. That's not me. <laughs> no, I, I am <laughs> – I am the uh, <laughs> founding pastor of New Harvest Christian Center uh, in the great small city of um, Anniston, Alabama. My wife and I have been – pastoring, co-laboring together um, since 2007. We love people. Uh, we've been married for 25 years this year in August. We have um, nine wonderful children, uh, seven grandchildren, um, two uh, of them are married, so our family is extended, and uh, we love God with everything in us, and I, I just want to talk about this morning of this topic of Praying for my wonderful wife's motherhood. Amen, amen. So needless to say, you are not only busy with the children of God, you're busy with your own children. You know, you are one of two pastors who who have big families. You and Pastor Rob um, Ferrer have nine children. And Pastor Rob's kids are not old enough to have uh, children yet. So you even have that next layer of family extension. So we really give God thanks for the time that you've taken, not only to, again, serve your own family, but you're reaching out to serve the families in your community as a pastor. And you're, you know, reaching out to us over here in It's Due Time with Pastor Steph Land and helping us, you know, bless the people of God here. And like you said, when I threw out the list to you, praying for my wife's, you chose motherhood. What Now, needless to ask, but we're going to ask anyway, Pastor James, what made you choose motherhood? I think from the, the dynamics of how I have watched her evolve as a mother um, out of all of these years, um, I think it's been a beautiful thing, and the old adage is a man builds a home, a woman makes it, and um, I've, I've watched my wife make a home through how she nurtures our whole home. Okay, okay. Wow. Well, as I always do, I always grab up some points, Pastor James and give you an opportunity to kind of elaborate on this particular topic. And one of the things that came up on this list of motherhood is sleep deprivation. (laughs) So, you know, 
praying over her motherhood, definitely, especially with nine children, and now you have grandchildren, you know, praying over her sleep as a mother. How does that, you know, hit you when you think about many a night, how, you know, there may have been times where the sleep wasn't all that great? Well, I, I think um, early on, we have a, like a mixture of children. Like we have five that's technically grown, and then the other four, like uh, my son is now a senior in high school, and is from him down, the other four are, are still in school. So the five are out of school, four are still in school, with one going to graduate this year. I, I, I think um, – Early on, we were so young with children, I don't think neither one of us really needed sleep like like we do now. But I see her now um, with the way that she is. I mean, sleep is very, very, very vital in motherhood. I, I think with any person, if you're going to uh, function on a high level, and uh, my wife is one of them people – Sleep stages comes and goes. Uh, insomnia hits her every now and then. Uh, um, so it's, it's very important that we're praying that our spouses get a healthy amount of rest, our wives. All righty. How has that affected her? You know, you say that, you know, every once in a while you notice that she'll get that level of insomnia. How has that affected her functionability? Well, I'm going to say for uh, my wife, um, it hasn't really had a great uh, downside to it. I think she's just so used to uh, being there to where she she motivates herself and pushes herself uh, to to be there. Like my baby is uh, nine now, but... um, Every morning, you know, she's up bright and early to make sure they got breakfast and, and all of those things. So I I think you some people do things so long that it just become a part of who they are, just like when I was in the military. It didn't matter how much sleep you got. The next morning, you better been up for formation because it was your duty. Um, mm-hmm. And I think my wife has taken her role as mother as this is my duty, this is my responsibility. No matter how fatigued I am, I, I I got a I got a mission to accomplish. Wow, wow, wow. You mentioned you were young when you got started. How old were you, um, Pastor James, when you had your first child? With uh the two of you started. Uh, yeah, we we was we, <laughs> uh no shame in my game because we was we did what we did, but there's no if if it was my children, I would I would be highly upset with them um, for. <laughs> uh, but we we I, I believe we was uh, 15 years old with our first child. Okay, 15. okay, our oldest okay. girl is uh, our oldest will be 30 uh, this this year in September. Okay, okay. So this is why you said you didn't need as much sleep back then. As you do now, because yeah, you know when we're young. I had my daughter when I was eighteen, <laughs> right? So I, I know about that early parenting, and you are right. You know you're different. You don't need, you know, the sleep 
you know, you don't you don't function the same as 30 years ago. You know, so right. you know now every bit of sleep matters. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, give me give me all the naps I can get. <laughs> That's right. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> That's right. Even, even 15 minutes, 20 minutes of just a shut eye makes the difference. Exactly. So, you know, that's why I was asking because, you know, it is different now. Even, you know, even though you may not be old, you know, like 69, 70, 30 years later, but like you said, when you start, your sleep needs are much different. And, you know, over the course of time, like I said, you know, uh, Lady Amy came on with us when we did the grandma segment and, excuse me, we were talking about just that additional layer of, you know, responsibility. And, yeah, that begins to to kind of um, shift when you do get older. So, yes, there's a lot of prayer needed, you know, even though, you know, we look like we're doing our thing. Uh, just like you said, we ain't functioning the same. So that that's definitely exactly. something, you know, that we, we definitely know will change as the years go on. My, my list also includes that balance of family and work, you know, she may not have a nine to five per se, but still, you know, as a first lady, there's other work that needs to be done. So, you know, when we're praying for our wife's, you know, balance of family and work, what does that look like um, for Lady Amy, uh, Pastor James? I think, for me, observing her, uh, especially since uh, the grandchildren, I would my my first grandchild is nine, my baby is nine, so my wife and my daughter was pregnant at the same time, you know, and that was a dynamic that was like so crazy. Uh, but throughout the years, my wife is so family oriented uh, that. You know, she 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 technically can have the grandkids over every weekend, um, and I'd be like, "Woman, we just seen them last week. Let them folks stay at home." Uh, <laughs> and so I think with her, her balance is knowing when to turn it off, uh, mm. and I have to be that voice to remind her, "Hey, we we don't need them over here all the time." Uh, uh, and I mean, like my 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 uh, two only two of my daughters have children, um, and one of them is is in the military, but she's two hours away. And if she could have her way, she'll be here every weekend. And she got three boys and a little girl. But the boys are high octane boys. And so we know that weekend, the house is going to be tore up. They're going to be screened. I mean, and Paul Paul like, baby, tell them they don't need to, they don't need to come this weekend. But her, she wants to see everybody. And so I, I think for her, she, she doesn't know how to separate. And she just needs to be reminded, babe, you do need a break from even them from time to time. Okay, okay, okay. And when she gets that break, Pastor James, what what's the difference? What is the difference you notice um, between the times when they're all there 
and everybody is at level 29, and the time when she does finally get to wind down and the difference you see in her at that time. I think my, my to have nine children, seven grandchildren, and I think it takes, that's a different type of person, number one. Uh, like our grandmothers and great-grandmothers, when they had all them children, them, them, them women were different. Um, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't like today. And, and, and no indictment on anybody, but it, there is a, it's a difference. Um, from how somebody with that many, a woman with that many children, how she engages life, it's, it's like different. And so with my wife, honestly, I can't tell a difference from when they ain't there mm. and when they are there. Wow. I, I only know, I only know when she's tired of everybody. <laughs> okay. That's, okay. And what does that and look so, like? What does that look like? Well, that that's a, that at that point the tolerance level is has went from a three because you know she just don't let them do any, everything they want to do. So I have to give them about a three on a scale of ten. Uh, once she's frustrated and ready for everybody to go home, uh, it's probably about a seven. She never gets to a ten, but it's gonna be it's gonna be about a good seven. And everybody knows, hey, it's time to wind down and. Get ready to get out of here. Okay. Wow, wow, wow. This is interesting stuff you're talking about, Pastor James. Interesting stuff. All right. How do you deal with, um, you know, when you watch her and her self-worth? You know, um, because, you listen, you're talking about being a parent for a long time. And after a while, you know, you can lose yourself in all of this. And, you know, when you're praying for her, you know, I'm sure praying for her self-worth comes into play. Well, I, technically, my years ago, I used to, uh, early on in our marriage, and especially when we uh, really got serious about God, uh, my my whole thing was is that I wanted my wife to be this certain kind of woman. And uh, I got frustrated with my prayers in that sense. And it was like the Lord told me, he says, hey, look, stop trying to make her and let me do that. You just mm. pray that she be everything that I want her to be. And so my prayers so much are not pointed for my wife. They're just more so God continue to help her to be the number one, the wife, number two, the mother, the woman of God, the person, the woman in its totality that you would have her to be. And that's that's the simplicity of it, uh, because I believe uh, in the fact that because she's called of God, she's chosen of God, she is blessed. She don't need a lot of the superficial things that we sometimes get caught up in in prayer it's just for the extended blessing to be on her that she she receives everything she's supposed to receive in a good standpoint and the strength to be everything God wants her to be uh, 
and for years that's that I've, I've just watched her evolve to become this person that is not my making but she is confident in who she is uh, she knows what she wants um, and and sometimes that that looks different because she she likes to tie her hands into a lot of things, but mm-hmm. when she sets her mind to it, that's what she's gonna uh, get out there and, and and get done. And so, I don't think I, I've ever really saw my wife low uh, as far as her worth is concerned. Now, some some people are introverted with their feelings. Um, mm-hmm. And, and and when I say that they're they're not they're not just gonna give them out even to uh, their loved ones. They just hold stuff in. So my wife could be that person, but I've never just saw my wife to where she was just exasperated or, or lost in uh, purpose and all of that kind of stuff. She she's been a she's been a go getter uh, in her own right uh, since I've been knowing her. And sometimes that irks me because I'm like, yeah, like nothing bothers you, woman. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Okay, okay. You know, you brought up a really good point. And, you know, as pastors, that's something that we, you know, talk to people about, especially people who are in high-powered jobs and people who have a high level of responsibility, such as Lady Amy. And, you know, we we talk to them about, you know, releasing, you know, something that they could be holding, some things that they could be holding. Um, So I want you to talk to the men right now in in this regard. You know, if, if you think that, you know, your wife could be holding um, her feelings in. What does he need to say to God regarding that when he's praying? I think, uh, brothers that are listening, my when I see my wife in a, because don't misunderstand my, my interpretation or my representation of speaking of her in the sense of, like, if she... If, if I sense that she's dealing with something that she's not really sharing with me, but I notice that shift in her uh, in her demeanor, uh, what I try to do is, is, number one, make sure I'm not the reason why she's feeling like that. Because sometimes the husband's or a wife's greatest uh, adversary um uh, and how we respond to each other, how we help navigate through the house and all of those things. So, number one, I try to make sure it's not me. And then once I realize it's not me, uh, instead of me really trying to get God to do a whole lot of things, I realize through the servitude of serving God that a lot of times the answers and the doing come through us anyway. And so I just try to, uh, as best I can, try to get into that space with her to help her uh, ease whatever the tension may be. It may be a foot rub. Um, it might be, hey, let's let's go out tonight. It, it might just be that, 
hey, let's just break for a minute and go do something spontaneous to lift her spirit. Um, and that has been medicine for us um, for years to when we, when we step outside of our situation, uh, when we step back into it, we have a different um, perspective of it, a different outlook, and, and the whole situation seems different because we stepped away from it, um, even but for a moment, a, a two-day getaway, a, a day getaway. Uh, uh, I remember we didn't have any money. We'd just be like, hey, you know what? We both frustrated. It only costs $12 for both of us to go eat a full meal at Burger King. Let's go sit in Burger King and eat some Whopper. Uh, okay. And it, it 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 just shifted because we we had a moment to get away, uh, and so that's what I try to do now. Uh, I pray for her every day, but it's more so. Hey, if it's something within my power to to shift her atmosphere through some kind of act, no matter how I'm feeling, let me step out of me and and uh, be there for her in this moment. Amen, 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 amen. What we're talking about, you know, praying, you know, for those of you who may have just joined, we have our Dr. James Patterson on with us this morning, and we're talking about praying for my wife's motherhood. And one of the areas that, you know, women in general, whether they're mothers, whether they're um, single women, they really are concerned with their body image. Now, listen, as a mother of nine, I have to say I'm so mad at the way Lady Amy looks because if I could tell y'all, homegirl looks like she ain't had one child. I'm like, how in the world does she have nine kids and her body is still looking great? And boy, oh boy, my body looks a whole lot different than that. But, you know, we 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 are plagued, gentlemen. We are plagued as women with that body image concern, you know, how we look. So even, you know, we've even seen women who are thin and have wonderful, wonderful bodies. They're, they're unhappy. They're dissatisfied. There's always an improvement. So, Pastor James, you know, over these years, these 30 years of her being a mom, you know, what have you had to, you know, just talk to God about, you know, regarding her her, her own mental um, state when it comes to her body image? Well, like you're saying, I think every woman... Like a man get a scar, he's like, oh, that's a scar. You know, it, it, I, I might get a kilo, and it's going to be all right. Uh, a woman gets a scar, and she looks at it like, oh, that's another imperfection on my body. Uh, mm-hmm. And she's preferably praying that nobody sees it. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and my wife has been blessed uh, in the sense to where um, – she technically, she doesn't, because she was small, small when we first got together as kids. Um, but she she is not, she she's a, a, a an attractive 
uh, woman um, and her, her body, she she goes, she's like this health nut, no health nut. You know, she does all the herbs, the sea mosses, and she, she, and she does these things on her own. She, she works out, um, you know, it's, so she, she's different in that sense. But even though she's working out, I have to remind her, girl, you is fine. You is fine, oh. fine. You know, it's, it, oh. uh, and you know she she walking around. Do you see the difference? And and I have to I have to be that that voice of of just baby. It's working. It's working. You you. Um, <laughs> I, and I think that's the the voice of affirmation that you know uh, she's because I think of for a woman, she wants to make sure that what she's attracted to is attracted to her. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in that sense of body, she wants me to let her know that I like what she's doing. And I think for men, no matter what size our wives are, we, I hope you're not loving your wife because of her size. I, I hope it's because you, you realize that's purpose. Um, this is what God wills for us. And you love her for all the right reasons, um, and all this other stuff, um, is added things no matter what size she is, but you, because you love her, you're building her no matter where she is, no matter what state she's in. Uh, you, you are that voice to remind her that she is more than enough. And I think if a man does that properly, even though a woman's still going to go through whatever she has to go through, she's reminded that, again, the person that I love loves me uh, just mm. as much as I love them. And it makes all the difference in the world. So my, uh, as long as my wife, I watch my wife and I be like, who made that? <laughs> <laughs> in the sense of the way she walks, the way she, you know, and depending upon how long you've been with a woman, your wife, your spouse, uh, her her temperament, her walk is a byproduct of the affirmation and the love that she receives from home. Uh, that confidence, that that walk, that strut, whatever, is because uh, my my spouse builds me to that place. To I have no reason to hang my head down. I have no reason to be ashamed. I have I have the support I need to walk with my head held high as a healthy uh, human being. Amen. Amen. You know, that, boy, was that a mouthful you just said, James, um, because, you know, we know that, you know, there are men who, um, you know, who really want their wives to walk around in the high heel shoes all the time and, you know, she's got to be looking perfected at all times. And I want to talk about this piece right here. Let's just stay here and stick a pin in this for a minute. We've had conversation about, you know, she's showing up to the door when you get home in, you know, your, your T-shirt, uh, uh, the bonnet on her head. And, you know, um, she, she's not looking, quote, unquote, sexy. She's not wearing those sexy clothes. And... 
you know, you just got finished saying that y'all have been married for decades here. And, you know, what what does that look like for you, you know, and, and how, and, and, and I know you've touched on this already, but again, I, I want to nail this thing because I don't think, you know, a lot of men are understanding of, you know, what she goes through in a day. And, you know, whether she has one child or whether she has nine kids, what she goes through in right. a day and how she feels, you know, um, about, you know, just being ready for her husband. And, you know, there are some days she's going to get to that door and she's not looking that China doll perfection. And there are other days that she's going to get home and she's going to show up, you know, looking, you know, in that polished, you know, back in our single day look. (laughs) You know, so how do you handle um, that again? If, If it's what you said already, then please say it again. Because we really need to send this message to some men out there who really have this adverse reaction to her showing up at the door or him getting home and she maybe in the midst of cooking dinner or whatever, she just hasn't gotten to her yet in the day. All right. I, I think it, um, I like to think it's, it's dependent upon how a man met his wife. If if he met her and she was dolled up and every time he pre- he showed up and that's what she presented and then now you know they're married and and then she, now she doesn't want to present that I think men in that situation they need to have a conversation of baby this this is what I'm expecting because this is what you've always given me. Um, so I think it's the the onset of presentation in the beginning that what captivates the man. Now with me, even though we was kids, the only thing I didn't, you know, we poor kids growing up in the projects. I didn't fall in love with my wife because she had on makeup and hair did. I fell in love with her with the look of her looking in her eyes. And so no matter how she shows up, those eyes are always the same. When I look into those eyes, I see I see my life. I see my future. I see um, everything that I can be uh, and will be. I see it mirrored in the mind. Uh, and so for me, when my wife is not to par, now this is <laughs> – it's, I'm, I'm kind of shifting. See, for me, early on, it wasn't about how she was dressed. It was about how the house was dressed. Mm. So if, if I well, came I... home and the house wasn't done, it didn't, I didn't care what she looked like. You could have those stilettos or slippers. Uh, I just want the house done. So the dynamics of uh, me coming home and you looking like, no pun intended, Auntie Mama or – Holly Berry, uh, it, that didn't matter. I just wanted to know that you took care of, of the house uh, when I got home. 
And so I had to learn how to deal with it from that sense. It wasn't it, it wasn't what she was looking like per se, but it was like what the house was looking like. And I, wow. So yeah, yeah. Wow. Let me ask you, why was there a difference? And I'm not saying good, bad, right, wrong, and difference, but we're talking, so I want to know. You know how you know okay. I don't, you know I'm okay if she didn't have on the high heels. The house had to have on the high heels, <laughs> if you will. You know, right. why, why, why was there a difference for you in that? And, and for some, it's, for some reason, it's I'm believing military. Yeah. Well, I think it's, it was more so my my rearing. Uh, like my mother, okay. we was poor, uh, uh, and my siblings technically we. Only time the house was clean was if I did something or Mama did something, and so I just wanted. And growing up, I just wanted to have a clean house. I didn't want to have to get ready for company. I wanted to already be ready for company. Mm, uh, you know, if somebody yeah. show up, we ain't got to try to get the house together. It's already together. Uh, and mm. so I, I, I spent a lot of time on that. Versus what she's looking like Because again, like I said a moment ago I didn't fall in love with my wife Because she was dressed I fell in love with her because I loved what I saw In her eyes I, I looked in her eyes and said Man, I, I love that girl Golly, that's crazy <laughs> um, And so In making a home Together I didn't Again, and, and I'm a I I wasn't, I don't know if men are looking at their wives so they can be sexually turned on uh, or whatever. I didn't, at the end of the day, the clothes is coming off, the makeup is coming off. I'm I'm making love to my wife. So, you know, she can have on a Walmart, uh, a Walmart t-shirt, like you said, my t-shirt, or uh, Victoria's Secret telling all the secrets. It That didn't matter to me. <laughs> Uh, I I I wanted my wife and not what she had on. What she, you know, so my dynamics was is, is and to this day is still different. My wife doesn't have to. I'm I'm attracted to my wife. You know, we we don't we can't do a lot of hugging in public. You know, we can hold hands, but it you know it. We just I have to be careful. <laughs> I'm attracted to my wife. Um, and mm. so from that sense, uh, it, I, I don't need all that. We've never needed all of that to be charged or aroused, uh, for one another. We, we just naturally had that chemistry for one another. So no, yeah, none of that mattered. I just wanted to make sure we was really making a house, making our home, get, get this place cleaned up. What the world you been doing all day? Wow. So, okay. So now that kind of talks. That that brings us to one of the other points on on my list about gender roles. So you know, how did you assist with this? Um, you know, keeping this house together. You know, was it you know some again? You know, we have you know the gender roles where you know the wife does this 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 and this, and I do this 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 and this. Was that the dynamic of your relationship, or did the gender roles kind of cross? 
you know, and, and you did a little bit of housework as well or you didn't mind coming in and picking up and helping out or was that just, you know, everybody had their own duties? I think early on, you know, some some men are taught gender roles and we carry it uh, like a, a, a badge of pride. This is what, you know, and then in church, you know, you, you're being taught by people that carries that old uh, thought process. And so early on, it was it was exclusive. I went out. I was I was the breadwinner, and uh, you was the homemaker. Um, and and that's what we subscribed to. Uh, and it wasn't still did things in the house. I just it just wasn't a part of. You just weren't going to wake up and expect me to wash the dishes if nobody washed them. But uh, throughout the years, my whole thought process has changed. I try to be more hands-on. I try to do more uh, than I have because I think at the end of the day, even though my wife is making a home, it's all of our, everybody under this roof's responsibility to maintain what she's making. Um, mm-hmm. And so I try to, I try to do my part of something to show that participation, <clears throat> excuse me, is needed from everybody, and so that everybody can participate without it, without them feeling like it's some kind of um, chore to do their part in the house. Okay. 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 But now, you know, you, now oh. don't misunderstand me. Now, I'm not. I'm not perfect in that. You know, she has to remind okay. me. You need to. You need to do something around right here. You need to. Ah. Okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your honesty, Pastor James. Thank you for your honesty. Yeah. You know, you. I want to go back a little bit. You talked about the fact that you were a military man. Now. At 15, you weren't a military man. Now you're a military man. When you went into the military, how many kids did you have at that point? We had um, four. Three. Okay. Three. About to have four. Okay. 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 So were you away from home a long time? or How did that work for your, your, you know, your being in the home and out of the home? The military, truthfully, is just like a regular job, uh, nine to five. Only thing is you're on call, and then sometimes you might have to go 30 days, some people a year at a time. Thankfully, I was only gone 30 days at a time. Um, But, I mean, it it was technically no different from anybody that's working every day. The only thing is, is that when if if you really take the military serious, serious. Your, you'll end up being more disciplined and more authoritative in what your expectations are because everybody's doing that to you, and so okay. you, you 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 demonstrate you demonstrate leadership from that of your home from that perspective, and sometimes that has to be corrected because again you're you're not running the military you're 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 it's your family that you're trying to develop. Not somebody nice. that's going to come in for three years and be gone. 
and then you start no no this is so I, I think I had to adjust I've had to adjust on so many levels so many times in, in my being the man um, the father the husband that my family needs I've like when we had our first set of kids I was totally different from the second set of kids I was like that uh, love commercial when you when you had your first ones they had to have this they had to have that then you had the next mm-hmm. one you're like oh man I don't need all that right <laughs> Okay, okay. And so my nice. older kids are jealous of of how I respond to my this new generation of kids. They're like, Y'all so lucky dad was nothing like that. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, Well, you let me learn. <laughs> my bad. No, and you're right. <laughs> you're right, you're right. And I'm I'm so glad that you touched on that because, you know, um, you know, for those of us and I'll say us, who have like age differences in our children, th- that is that is a, a complaint, if you will. You know, uh, when we were growing up, we didn't get to do this. Or, you know, back then, you didn't do that. And like you said, you grow. You know, you grow as a parent. And whether you're a man or a woman, you know, it's especially once you incorporate God in your life, you know, you grow because, you you know, you change. And when you change, you know, the things around you are automatically going to change. You're going to look at things differently. You're going to feel differently. And I'm glad you brought that up because we're talking about how, you know, Lady Amy handled your change, you know, and as a man of God. At what, at what age did you now begin to take God seriously? Well, we took God seriously from the inception. We got saved at um, 20 years old. Now, the difference okay. for me is is that she when when I when we we went or I went full fledged. Like we didn't listen to secular music. We didn't. We just didn't do anything. And mm. uh, and so my first my first set of children. They technically couldn't do anything. If it wasn't for that mother, I told them, I said, y'all wouldn't even went to prom. Uh, that's, how, that's how religious I was in the beginning. And so now I've evolved so to where my these children, you know, they don't get half the stuff that um, the older ones did. And they're like, Daddy, you, you were just so... Literally, you were just so mean to us, and and these kids, they see them how they respond. We're like, you let them walk all. They're not walking over me. They understand who I am and where 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 my position is in their life. It's, I just realized I don't have to do what I did with y'all. Mm. And so I think now I'm, I'm more. Now my wife does not technically like. Uh, the fact that I'm not as rigid as I was with the first set of children. So my shift went from extreme, I don't want to say lax, but I'm almost lax now. Okay. Okay, okay. And how 
do you pray for that with for Amy? You know, she's watching this shift, and and and, and as a mother, she she does she feels what the older ones feel. She feels what they're saying, and she understands that the balance is well different. You know, it, it's, it's like you said, from one extreme to the next. And she's the one that's got to stand in the middle and just kind of, like I said, you know, balance the two. To say, okay, well, the older ones are saying this. And they were right. And, you know, and I see it. You know, how do you pray for her to to balance all of this? Because she's standing in the middle now. And she's got to, you know, just kind of, you know, sh- move with the waves but kind of balance it all so that she doesn't have you know a whole lot of stuff in her ear you know because as you said it's 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 true you know i i will say i uh, it came up on my news feed um of, of your son james jr who is now you know like you said a senior and you know you you were you know you were you know pretty vocal about, you know, how good he looks, dude is looking like this, you're proud of him, and things like that. So, you know, Amy's standing in the middle saying, okay, well, when Mary was uh, a high school senior, I had to beg him for this. But yet, when James Jr., at this point, you know, I'm happy. I'm happy that I don't have to, you know, ask my husband for this, allowance or convince him or talk him into it because it's coming natural now how do you pray for her in this whole shift of dynamic in who you are i think it started like james again james did have his um prom senior prom last weekend but i i changed um when my 23-year-old was at senior prom. So the first three girls, I didn't want them to go to the prom. You know, I was like, what the world, y'all? But when my number four was ready to go to the prom, I was I was changing. And this, if she's 23 now, this is five years ago, uh, mm-hmm. that my mindset was beginning to change. And so... The difference has been, as far as my wife is concerned, Amy's concerned, I've watched all of my kids, when they got a certain age, all of them were thriving or uh, uh, subscribing to be my wife's best friend. So I got these 15, 16-year-old girls running around jocking to be their mother's best friend. And some kind of way throughout the years, my wife has, and that's why I wanted to, I thought praying for her motherhood was so imperative, so powerful. I've watched my wife, she's still their mother, but she's best friend to all of them once they get to that place to want to be that in her life. Like my uh, my 15-year-old has evolved to that place and now she just she just runs around the house uh shadowing her mother. Where mama at? What's she doing? Blah, 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 blah. Uh just wanting to be in my wife's presence. 
just wanting to. Uh, and so I've watched my wife. And so through me evolving, me changing, uh, my wife is like light speeds ahead of me. Okay. And so while I'm becoming, she, she's already become. And so she has a relationship with them to where whenever I'm shifting, she has such a relationship that she's telling them, hey, that's your dad. We love him, blah, 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 blah. She, she's still making me look like uh, I'm somebody when they don't think that I am. So she keeps mm. me built in their eyes to where, uh, man, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm thankful. I, I, if mm-hmm. it wasn't for my wife, I, I wouldn't even, I don't even know what kind of relationship I would have with my. My wife has been the glue, uh, the the wow. nucleus of making all of us gel and be the family. Um, that we are today. I mean, it's it's 2023. My wife is is Big Mama. <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I, I love it. Um, and she 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 paints the picture to them that that's your dad. He's he's all that in a bag of chips. So no matter how I'm shifting, she reminds mm-hmm. them of who I am. Uh, in her life and in their lives, so it's. Wow. I mean, I just yeah. sit back and be in awe that all these children, even my son, my son, he don't want to be her best friend, but he he wants to spend t- spend time with his mama. I mean, it's 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 crazy. It's it's, it's <laughs> amazing right. thing to watch. I mean, literally. It's, wow! Wow! Wow. It blows my mind. And then, and then the, the energy and the strength that she has to give all of them everything that they are they are asking her. I mean, it's 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 mind blowing. Wow! 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 And so I'm, I, and I'm I'm praying God let her live long, let her be healthy, so that even my grandchildren can experience real relationship with this woman the way that her children are. I mean, it's everybody loves their foxy. Everybody loves their mother. I mean, it's it's amazing. Wow, 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 wow. That, that, that's a really, that's quite a compliment, Pastor James, quite a compliment. Um, and, you know, it's it's wonderful to hear um, that you even noticed that. Wonderful to hear that you noticed that because, you know, most times, again, you know, the women and the wives, you know, they feel like this is, um, you know, something that's lost, that, you know, there's no appreciation for it. And, you know, giving God thanks for your shift, um of of mentality so that you could actually see, you know, the value right. um, that she brings to the home. Let let's talk about. We have a couple of more minutes. Let's talk about praying for her friendships. You know, there's a. You've seen her grow from a child to a woman. You know, and I'm sure 
you know, she's got maybe those couple of friends that she still got from, you know, from younghood and into her adulthood. And she's picked up some maybe, you know, some moms as friends, you know, for for the kids, you know, sake. You know, now she's, you know, a mom to a, a, a friend, you know, with other moms. And that's what brought them together. How have you seen that evolve? What does that look like? I think early on, I never, I don't, I don't know, I, I never, I, for a long time, I didn't pay my wife a lot of attention in the sense of of how she uh, uh, navigated or handled relationships. I just never uh, thought a whole lot about it, but. When I began to really take notice of her, I I began to notice how uh, my wife is just a, a, a unique person. I guess it's when you meet her, you're like there's there's nothing that you're gonna meet her and be like, oh man, I want this person in my life forever. But through spending time with her, my wife becomes everybody's best friend. I don't even I don't know how she does it. She's just this. She's like a little 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 joy piece. Uh, she she meets people. I mean, she met some veteran mothers, and she went and spent three days in the woods with them. I mean, who does that? That's crazy. Ain't no way in the world I would have met ten strangers and went and spent three days with them in the woods. But my and then come back and everybody's calling her. I mean, my wife is. She's unique in that sense, uh, but if she's your friend, she, she's your friend, um, and a lot of people lend uh, on that relationship. And again, I think it's I think it's just wonderful to watch how my wife has when I start paying attention how she has evolved into this a treasure box for everybody that uh, knows her. Sometimes we can, the scripture talks about this hidden treasure in, in earthen vessels, and sometimes we have uh, hidden treasures in our homes, but we're not sensitive enough to realize how precious our spouses actually are. And it took me a long time and a lot of pride swallowing uh, to get to the place to where, hey, you know what? And, and, and even to the day, I still have to remind myself and humble myself to say it. But I'm, if I can just flip my thought process and serve my wife to to a, to a, in a in a sense to help her be the best version of herself, it's gonna be good for everybody around her because she's gonna. She's gonna give life uh, to everybody that she encounters, and and that's what my wife has been. Uh, I want to say for the last since I've been paying attention, the last seven years, I would say uh, that's that's what she's that's what she's been. I mean, again, I'm amazed uh, as to what what she's able to to handle on a friendship level. Wow, wow. How does she 
uh, navigate through the church as a first lady? Even even there, uh, she, the women love her, the men love her. She doesn't. Oh, You know how you got some churches, people don't like the first lady. I, I mean, I think everybody in our church truly, truly uh, admires and love her uh, for the person she is. I, I think uh, even in that sense, the people respect her, the people love her. Excuse me, her, her voice means something. You know, she got text groups, buddy groups in that as well. I mean, I don't... Again, I don't know how she does it, but she's friends with everybody. I don't, I don't know. She, I, it's not me. I probably got three friends. <laughs> and my wife oh one of them. So, so yeah. <laughs> wow! 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 You know, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm listening. And I've got this this wow factor going on as I'm listening to you. And I have to tell you, um, Amy is one of the few that I've put my hand on um, several times, several times. I remember why Amy sticks out so much to me is I had her scheduled like a, a couple of weeks in advance. The first time she was supposed to be on the broadcast. Pastor James, and the day she was supposed to come on, I got sick, and I had to go into emergency surgery, and I remember not being able to, like, give her a whole lot of notice because I didn't find out until I got to the emergency room <laughs> that I had to go. Right. And I don't really I had an opportunity to, um, you know, to, to tell her. In a, but I remember she was the one. She was the one. who, And I was like, oh, my gosh, I feel so bad. I'm supposed to be on the radio tonight. And we've had this date forever. And when I finally caught up with her, um, and, and explain to her. I think I did it through Facebook because um, there wasn't a whole lot of talking after that. She just stuck with me. She just stuck with me. And like I said, since then, I've I've called on her several times, and she's never told me no. She's never hesitated. She didn't say, "Oh, let me get back to you." Um, I just gave her the date that I was looking at, and she was like. Okay, I'm available that day. It, and it was never any convincing. So, you know, and even in our conversation, not, you know, outside of um, the actual broadcast, um, Pastor James, I can believe everything you're saying. Had, had this been someone else, I'm like, mm, okay. But for her, <laughs> I can believe because I always say to her, girl, how do you do it? And you still look like you like 25. And, you know, <laughs> I, I really can believe the stuff that you're saying because in, in the little, you know, time that I've gotten to know her, she's just that woman. So, you know, when you chose 
you chose the two that I asked you to choose, um, and, you know, no one had taken motherhood. I was like, of all people, Pastor James, um, <laughs> to choose motherhood, this was the one. This was the one. Because her <laughs> juggling act is amazing. I mean, amazing. Yeah. And yeah, I'm going to find, and I said this about Pastor Cynthia the other day, and I have to go, I owe all of my listeners um, a, a recap of, you know, a, a getting them dates that they can go back and listen to, you know, um, Amy's um, initial conversation. Um, I can't remember what she was praying for, but I'm going to find it. And, uh, and I'm going to send it to you as well. And you can even then see how your prayers um, have, you know, even contributed to the evolving of who she was from back then up until now. Um, she's a phenomenal woman. Oh, my goodness. So, you know, talking to you today about her and her motherhood really meant a lot to me, really did because I knew that you would be able to highlight all of these things. So as we close down, you know, what do you want to tell the men? And, uh, and, and why do you, you know, I want you to stress why they need to pray for their wife's motherhood, how essential it is, and how it would make the difference to the children's lives, to your life as a husband, and, and to the community that she serves. I think for me, um, again, I, I love my wife uh, with everything in me. And when I see what we've procreated together, our children, every one of my children in some sense, I don't see me. I see my wife in them. And so I'm loving my wife even more because she has been there for me to produce legacy in the earth, inheritance in the earth. And I, and when I look at it from that sense, I want her to be able to be there to enjoy the fruit, enjoy life as a whole, because she's helped me to be what I'm supposed to be in the earth. And so I want that to be reciprocated to her. I want her life blessed. I want her favored. I want I don't want her to have to ask for anything. I want doors open for her. I want opportunities presented for her. I want to see her smile. I want to see her happy. I want to see her healthy and wealthy. And so if if she's walking in all of that, I know other people will take note of what's happening in her life, just like the Proverbs 31 woman. Uh, the only reason why we know this woman is because somebody watched this woman. Somebody observed this woman. Somebody said, wait a minute, there's something significant about who this woman is, and they took the time to journal what they saw about her. And so I want somebody to see my wife and say, this is somebody that is noteworthy. 
the Bible says that the Proverbs 31 woman, her children rise up and call her blessed. And so I would say to everybody, again, that is listening, the Bible declares, love your wives as Christ has loved the church and gave himself for it. That takes total humility, and once you get there, you will understand what it is to walk in the true fullness and happiness of marriage. And then he tells us to not to deal treacherously with our wives where money is concerned unless our money will not last. And so the balance is, God says, if you learn how to respond to your wife, you will also learn how I respond to you. And so, men, it behooves us to do right by our wives, pray the blessing, pray that everything goes well for her because in turn, God does the same thing for us. So, men, I encourage you, lift your wives up, be there for her, let her be an example, let her be an an extension of the blessing that's on your life because at the end of the day, all of it goes back to you being the man, sitting at the gate, being highly favored and blessed because of all the wonderful things that your wife is able to accomplish in this relationship called marriage as well. Amen. (laughs) Amen, Pastor James. Boy, I, I, I give God thanks for your willingness to just be on with me this morning. And um, you have really been a blessing to all of us here, you know, whether woman or, you know, man. And and please, you know, continue to love Lady Amy to the highest degree because she deserves it so. And um, we got to have you back again, you know, to to help us. You see, now you got to catch up with her. Ah, She's been on here several (laughs) times. Now you got to catch up with her. And it was it was a, 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 a sheer pleasure and blessing to have you on today. And we pray that you have a blessed day, Pastor James Patterson. Thank you so much. It was an honor to be here, and I look forward to the next time. Amen. All right. Be blessed. Have a wonderful day. All right. And you too. I'll see you later. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. What a blessing. Oh, my goodness gracious, that was a treat. That was an ultimate treat. And like I said, I will definitely go back, and I will give you the dates where they both were on uh, in the relationship clinic because they did a fantastic job in the relationship clinic as well. And the couple of times when Lady Amy was on with us um, solo, I think I've had her three times. I think I've had her three times, and she was on the virtual. So we, we've really been blessed to have the Pattersons on with us. And um, take that take that word of advice because, it's, listen, this is decades, decades. And one thing I love about Pastor James, and he did it when he was on the relationship clinic, he, he manned up. You know, he owned up to, you know what, I've grown in this thing. You know, a lot of men don't say that. A lot of men don't don't admit to, you know, evolving over the years, you know. And, you know, when he was on in the relationship clinic, having spoken to her 
one-on-one um, praying for my husband, I, I listened to what he had to say. And you can tell that there was some growth um, over the years, and I didn't even know him, but just based on, you know, what, what she talked about in her presentation. And I admired him then, and I even admire him more now because he, had, he said several times how he's grown over the years. And it, that, that takes a lot of maturity, and especially coming from, you know, who have arrived. You know, they, 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 they're so busy being served and serviced that, you know, you, they want you to think they always, they've always been there. But I admire him for that. And, and he has my heart. He definitely has my, like I said, the relationship clinic did it for me. But now I was like, yo, this is my man right here. I, I really love Pastor James, because I think if you, you know, we're, I always say to you, we're airing in many countries where women are nothing but, you know, barefoot and pregnant. That's all they care. We've done stories about how, you know, the, the, um, the father burned down the house, the whole house, because he didn't like who his daughter dated, and they were so busy dictating what their daughters did that, you know, there was so much hatred that you literally killed them and grandchildren. Do you remember that story? That story sticks out to me. Other stories we've done. So, you know, we, we really, men like this, they need to be on this show. And that's what I try to talk to our due time men about, you know, why I'm so, you know, um, um, such a stickler for how they present themselves because when other, you know, we're, we're not in these countries for no reason. We're not in these countries for no reason. God has put us in these countries so that we can be the trendsetters. People can see uh, uh, the transformation, you know, on this particular broadcast. You know, uh, again, it was Pastor K.L. who coined the phrase in my former life. They need to hear this, but not only do they need to hear it once, twice, but they need to hear the ongoing evolving. You know, I, I, I deem it a blessing when the men have been on here and, you know, they have been honest enough to say, you know what, when I first started this conversation, this is where I was. But now, after having this nation, you know, God has really revealed something to me. And they don't know how I rejoice because I'm looking at the countries we're in. I keep telling you we're in 48 or 49 or 50 countries, but you haven't necessarily named the country. And, you know, I'm looking at how our countries are shifting. You know, again, I was telling you that Cambodia has taken over 50% of our listening um, audience. Can I tell you, I looked this morning, they're at 53%. Do you see what's happening? Do you see what God is doing? This is nothing we're doing. How has Cambodia, they don't even speak English. How have they become 53% of our listening audience? And the United States is sharing the other 
part of the 100% with three other countries. We're Americans. We're Americans. But Cambodia is now eating a 53%. Our bottom country has shifted. Our bottom country has gone from Jamaica to the Netherlands to we're now in Bolivia. Those are the last three shifts that we've taken. And Jamaica is number three, and Bolivia is number five. Do you see what God is doing? It is if the men that come on this broadcast say the things that Pastor James said. I'm honoring my wife. She is the mother of my children. She is the mother of the church. She is the mother of the veterans women uh, uh, group. You know, th- that when she comes back, they're, they're, they're picking her. They're picking from her. They're trying to get what she has. This is her husband saying that. Do you realize how vital that is? That's vital. For the people who God has sent to us, we surely did not advertise in these countries and said, hey, we're here. Listen to us. There's no advertisement of this broadcast other than me posting every time we're on. And I only post Mondays. I post Tuesdays. I post Wednesdays. And I post Fridays. I don't even post Thursdays because Thursday, unless it's like, you know, someone like Pastor James who's, you know, highlighting, we're highlighting somebody that particular Thursday. But if it's just like a due time crew conversation, there's no advertisement. There's no notice. And we're not going to count the days that I, I, I realize it's like 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, and I haven't posted for the day. So we don't get a men's posting or we don't get a, a Tuesday's posting or something like that. So we're not counting those. Those are days that we're not even reminding people that we're going to be on. So this, this here, this is vital. And not only that, it's vital for God's people. Woo! It's vital for God's people to be the trendsetters. I'm so tired of watching us let the world dictate what the world does. Why are we here? We are so busy claiming to belong to the Lord, but we have no voice. We're so busy claiming to belong to the Lord, but we act worse than the world does. I mean, this is just insane to me. We talked, yes, you know, what is God? you know, doing with you? What has God shown you? God has shown me the imperfection of his body. This, this, this body of Christ looks horrible in this world. The way we're represented, the way we are representing ourselves, it's time for us to take a stand. And that's in every single area. It's not just in this particular area or that particular area. Today, we are highlighting men and how they see their wives and how they're praying for their wives. Now, think about how this comes across to a country where men could care less, where their daughters, their daughters' lives are being dictated by the son. So not only do they have to be under the father's thumb, but now you have the brothers who don't let them breathe the brothers 
who are picking their the boyfriends and their husbands and if they don't agree with who the boyfriend is or, or the husband to be is, they're up there beating them up and killing them and, 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 and we've even done stories about the, the brothers who have killed the sisters because they didn't agree with who they were dating. This is madness. And then we get an opportunity to come on and we do what? God gives us these, 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 these voices. God gives us the platform. We have an obligation to God to do what we're supposed to do, to do what we claim to do, to respond the way we're supposed to respond. And as a as a leader, and you know, I keep saying to you, I remember my grandmother. Let me go a little bit. I remember she used to say, "Why are you so surprised with, with, with what folk are doing? They belong to the enemy. They belong to the devil. They're doing exactly what they're supposed to do." <laughs> she used to ask us that all the time, and. It, it rings differently now that I'm in ministry. It rings. I understood what she was saying back then, but I even see it more now. And that's why, like I said, about six, seven months into this broadcast, God told me to tell you, I, I, he's not talking to them. Because they're going to do what they're expected to do. They're going to do what the enemy has them doing. Now, are you going to wake up? And do what you claim you're supposed to be doing? Oh, we love to say I'm a child of the king and I'm blessed and highly favored. And, you know, I'm in the army of the Lord. And I'm looking like, and what, what, where? Ain't got nothing to do with no judgment. It's the assessment of your life versus the word, the word of God and what God says we're supposed to be. Who God says we're supposed to be. Doing the things that God says we're supposed to be doing. It ain't got nothing to do with perfection. It's nothing to do with perfection. Because we will never be perfect. Not one of us. When Jesus returns, we none of us will be perfect. Those who have died in the Lord, they would have not been perfect when God closed their eyes. So we're not striving for something like that. That's not the expectation of God in that sense. But you should always be in, 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 in the mode of striving, of striving, of working to get closer to the Lord. When you look at the word of God, it should look like a mirror of what you are who you are, what you should be doing. And when it stops and someone calls you on it, wow, that's God talking. That's God talking to you. But no, what do we do? How dare they tell me, you know, what, what I'm supposed to be doing. Uh, 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 how dare they, you know, not, not, like you all perfect. That's God talking to you. See, I don't have to be perfect to speak to you. 
about something that God may have brought me through, what I've seen someone else struggle with, and what I know to be true. God can use whomever to speak to you. Now, you have to make the decision as to whether God is going to be able to get through to you or not. Or are you going to pick the source of where it comes from and miss the mark altogether? This this is a hard pill to swallow. You know, I talked to you yesterday. I said, I've been praying for some things. I've been praying, God, I, I, I want to I be able to do this. For you, not for Stephanie, for you. I don't want to be wasted. I don't want my life to be wasted here on earth. You called me, I've answered. Now, I want to be deeper in you. I see you use me like this. I want to I wanna go deeper. I want you to look at me and say, Oh, well, good. Well done, my faithful servant. Come on in. I want you to see me like that. I want to strive for the things of you. Anyone who knows me knows I've always been a go-getter. But that go-getting ain't nothing. When it's time for me to serve the Lord and I have less of of vibrancy. I, I don't have the tenacity. I don't have that desire the same way. But I gave it to the world to do whatever it is that I like to do. I'm asking God to take me deeper in you. And what I'm noticing is he's giving me a new set of eyes. Boy, be careful what you ask for. Because once I ask God for that man did he give it and I'm noticing that I'm ruffling a whole lot of feathers but see here's your problem you may not be ready for it but I sure am I don't have a problem saying the things that God has given me to say I sit back and I make sure I got it right so that I don't goof it up. If he tells me to say this, I want to make sure I say that. If he tells me to say it this way, I want to make sure I say it that way. Because sometimes he'll tell me to give something very gently, very gentle stuff. And other times, I'm sounding an alarm. And I'm noticing I'm sounding an alarm more than I'm being gentle. I realized a long time ago, I that prosperity individual. God ain't using Stephanie to tell you you got a car, a house, some money, you going to hit the lotto. That, that, that ain't my message. That's not what God has chosen to use me for. I'm the one that's telling you, be careful at that light right there because the 90, the 18 wheel is coming down this block, 90 miles an hour. If I were you, I would step out there. But instead, go to the other corner and cross when the light is red. See, that's the kind of message that God uses me for. So, see, I ain't going to be very popular. And I got that. And can I tell you something? I'm all right with that. You ain't got to like me. You ain't got to like what I say. 
because I, I, I read a verse in the Bible that says, Jesus said, I didn't come to bring peace. I came to bring division. Mothers, fathers, mothers and daughters, mother, uh, 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 fathers and sons, I came to tear it up. Because see, at the end of the day, I need to see who's on my side. And that very well may bring division between you and yours. Because, see, they've already decided which side of the fence they're on. So I need to see if you're really ready to pick up your cross for me. Pick up your cross and live for me. Are you ready for that? Because, see, I want to know who's out here for lip service, and I want to know who's out here for true service. Is it you? And I've told you before, I, I didn't try to do it Stephanie's way. I told God, no, thank you. And that was the worst decision I could have ever made. But yet, God, gave, God in his mercy and grace gave me a chance to get it right. And I told God that day, I said, you'll never have to ask me to do anything twice. So see, when you see that I'm out here, and I talked about this yesterday in closing. I, I'm, I'm like, God, I said, I'm, I'm like, out there. And he said, you asked for that. You asked to be able to do that. Did you not think <laughs> that I was coming through? Did you not think that I was going to come through and, 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 and you were going to be short? of No, no. Mm-mm. You asked for that. I gave you that. Because, see, they're loud and wrong. I need you to be loud and right. I don't need them to be loud, strong, and wrong, but yet you got all the information and you merely mouth. Because there will be no cowards in the kingdom. Now, we we ready to talk up about everything else, but when it comes to God, or we can take the criticism from every other individual, but when it comes from God, we, 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 we tears in our eyes. Nah. Mm-mm. If you can dish it, baby, take it. And give God thanks that he's paying attention to you like that. That he didn't leave you in the darkness, but he decided to bring you in to his marvelous light. Now serve the Lord with gladness. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit. As you go through your day, be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank our Pastor James Patterson for coming through big time for us as we are praying for our wife's motherhood. Ooh, thank you for hanging out with us today and helping us do what we do. Please do not miss the opportunity to give Christ your life right now. Please do not miss this opportunity to give your life to the Lord even after you've given your life to the Lord and strengthen that relationship because later is not promised to any of us. Until tomorrow, God spares, where it's Freestyle Friday and we get to hear from the men. Until then, I love you. Mm-hmm.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.